What is up, everybody? We are back once again with another podcast for you. As always, your host, C3, alongside with Todd, John. What's going on? And we have a special guest with us this evening, Mr. Alfonso Jordan. Yes, yes, yes. Give it up, everybody. Now, would you prefer to be called Alfonso or AJ? Um, Well, you know, AJ came about uh, when I went south. You know, they couldn't say Alfonso, you know, and... uh, I thought I'd just give them give them something simpler, so that they could remember it. You know, Alfonso is kind of hard to remember. It. Yeah. So when you say South, where where did you go? Well, I went to Florida first. I was in Orlando um, for a spell, just I guess almost a year. Then I went to Port Arthur, Texas, and uh, most of my time was spent down around Mississippi, Alabama. Oh, yeah. Wow. What, yeah. Where did yeah. you, why did your travels take you down south? Well. Uh, how can I say this? When when I was young, I started ministry, I guess. I was around 17, 17 years of age. And, um, you know, my experience in ministry here was just the fact that it was really hard to get an opportunity to preach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was looking to preach, you know. And uh, it so happened that I called a friend in the South um, who gave me a revival, never having... Um, done a revival before I went there and uh, did the revival, you know, uh-huh. and, and people were like, yeah, you know, Hey man, all right. You know? And I felt like, man, I'm a celebrity. <laughs> no, and so, yeah, felt good. And, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was an experience I'd never had before. So yeah. And, and when, you know, just the vibe and, and feeling good and to look at, you know, um, people just enjoying you for being you. I've never had that experience before, so it kept me uh, around what we call the Bible Belt. (laughs) For those of uh, the listeners that don't know who you are, give us a little introduction. You did right there, but expand on that a little bit. Tell us who you are and what what you do. Oh, absolutely. Um, Again, my name is Alfonso Jordan. Uh, AJ Jordan is probably how you would see my title. (laughs) Um, But what I do is I I pastor. I've been pastoring for over 25 years, uh, lest I tell my age, you know, um, and the journey has been uh, phenomenal. You know, it has been phenomenal. Um, I change people's lives. Not only do I want people to be saved, but I want them to be developed. Mm -hmm. Yes. Sure. That's that's very interesting. Um, That's something that we um, have a common bond here on intentional danger. Man, right. Okay. Awesome. Um, is exactly the last thing that you said. Yeah. Um, we like to kind of gain each other's energy in a positive way and see where we can go with that and develop each other in a um, in a professional way. Oh, absolutely. And as long side a um, individual way as well. Absolutely. Great. Totally agree. Um, I know you was talking about, you know, you're from down south. Well, not from down no, south, I, but the travel right, there. You right. might always say you're from there. Oh, listen to you. <laughs> listen to you. Man, I am a native um, of Illinois. Now, <laughs> I know that they dress really nice down there. Let's talk about the dress code down there. Well, I think the dress code can be turkey tabby. I think it could be good on one end and a very bad experience on the other. I mean, um, you know, people are people and all over the world. You can you can find um, those who can dress and those who cannot dress. Um, but if you want to see some uh, explicit colors and um, 
um, some some fashions that you may not ever have experienced before, go to the South. <laughs> now, I, I, I want to ask you this because yeah. we ahead. all had a debate about this. And, um, you know, just being around y'all, you know, I'm to be honest with you, I would throw on anything. I'll just throw on a tie, throw on some slacks yeah. and say, hey, I'm here. Right, right. <laughs> but I'm learning that there's a formal code about there's this. There's definitely a formal code. Please inform us, Todd. And and I'm just these are just <laughs> basic rules. Right. You know, if you have anything besides black on. Like if you don't have any black on in your whole outfit, right? You wear brown shoes. Now, you don't do, wear black. Do you agree with that? <laughs> if you have any black on, well, I would say that would be fashionable today. You know mm. what I'm saying? Um, of course, you can do the the, the cognac. Um, explain. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, this foreign language to me, <laughs> cognac is is kind of kind of like. In, it's in the brown family, sure. mm-hmm. but it, yes. it's like your 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 orange burnt. Okay, it's cognac. Yes. Okay, okay. Similar, right? On, on the right now, now yeah, I see I because see. you know um, shoes tell a lot about a man where he's been and where he's going. Now, <laughs> now I know you have shown me your shoe collection. Yeah, you have Crocs. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. Can you can you go into what to wear? <laughs> Hey, hey, listen, listen. Let, let me tell you something. Let, 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 listen, listen, listen. Unless I sound like some big timer, uh, I'm not a big timer. Um, you know, if you're keeping up with the fashions, the exotic skin shoes have faded away. You know, um, now now you're into more of your Italian uh, stout shoes. Um, I, I, that's that's enough about that. <laughs> what about one's appearance? can be encoded into their psyche or into their personality that can be brought out of what they put on themselves. Mm. Oh, that's good. Um, well, let, let me, let me, let me say this. Um, in the profession that I'm in, I, I see different kinds of people who, who are always coming into the facility um, that may not be dressed accordingly. Okay. And um it says a lot about them. I I don't try to size a person up by what they're wearing. But what I what I do is I look at the environment that they may be coming from. Sure. And and if I can see the environment that a person is coming from, sometimes what they wear tells me, "Hey, this individual needs help." Hmm. You know, and and so I I look at um, not only um, their decorum, um, what they're wearing, but I look at in in the uh, aspect of do they really have what it takes to look better? Because if they don't, it's my job um, as a pastor to um, develop them, Mm -hmm. to understand how important it is to. Um, look your best. You don't have to wear a suit. And I'm not, I will go to into the pulpit uh, in, in a polo shirt and some jeans, you know, and um, because um, I train also, you know, um, that I, I want to be comfortable in some cases. Um, but at the same time, um, I want people to feel comfortable coming into the church, no matter what they are wearing. I don't know if I've answered your question, but um, I try to look at the spiritual ramification 
um, more than just the appearance and the likelihood of who's in the 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 wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, how was your environment here in Springfield when you was living here? Are uh, you talking about before I left or mm-hmm. coming before back? Because that there's two. Well, we different can talk occasions. about both. So start us off of how it was before you went to Mississippi. Okay, before I went to um, before I went south. Let's say south. Um, mm-hmm. But before I went south, um, there was there was an identity problem. Mm. I knew my I knew my calling. I knew what God I believed God was calling me to, but I couldn't um, identify um, with what I was supposed to be doing because I had no mentor, no mentor. Mm. Okay, no no appropriate mentor. Uh-huh. Okay, can I say <laughs> right, it like that? Right. right. <laughs> that, I mean, and, and I hope you can you can I understand what I'm yes. saying. So I was trying to find myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I knew that there was something bigger and something better inside of me. You know, <laughs> and so when when I was before I left, I was um, uh, confused. You mm-hmm. know, I was I was I was a youngster. You know, I was I was um, confused. I um, I was I was looking at everybody who was supposed to be living by the biblical principles, doing everything everybody else was doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so. So I had to go and find myself. But let me tell you this. Once I did, once I left, was when um, God, I believe God started to develop me. I became to myself what um, I would deem as being successful. You know, I was on top. You know what I'm saying? I could sing. I could preach. You know, I wasn't the ugliest kid in the room. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And, um, you know, and I was into fashion. And so... I thought I had arrived, and um, to, to to me, it it was a form of success. Those people that I looked at and longed to be like, they were actually my friends, quote unquote. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, to me, I had arrived, man. I was like, yes, I'm there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going around the corner, and they're calling my name, and man, I feel like I can sign a, you know, my <laughs> autograph. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've arrived. You know, I was driving uh, nice cars, man, living in nice homes, wearing nice mm-hmm. suits. Um, a lot of times my suits were tailored. And at that time, uh, the exotic shoes were in. So I had your Crocs and your alligators <laughs> and your ostrich and your snakeskin and your eel. I had all of that. But but what I saw was um, that people who succeed care less about doing the right thing. You know what I'm saying? It was it was more sinful at the top than it was struggling trying to do right and trying to get to the top. I mean, if that if that makes sense to yeah, you, yeah, I totally, under, and, totally uh, understand. And I saw some horrific things I, I did, and um, you know, made me question my life, made me question God. As a matter of fact, um, I was pretty radical myself. You know, mm-hmm. I, I got twisted. You know, thinking that. Hey, if you can get by and you can get away with this and you can get away with this and you can still drive that and you can still have this, you know, and people still respect you because they don't know what you do. I said, let me try this. (laughs) And I did. I did. I did. But but what I can say this is that I had to learn that. You know, a person can be pouring out blessings. They can talk and really be giving life 
and be dead themselves. Mm. I had to learn that. I had to learn that, that you can actually uh, uh, deposit and you can actually uh, pour into people and people can actually be blessed by the words you give and you're empty and nobody knows it. You're, you're in a comatosis state. You're, you're in a coma, dead but alive. You're a zombie and nobody knows it. So at what point yeah. did you have the self-awareness of that or did something right. happen to something, make you realize Yes, that? something happened. Do you I, care to expound on that? Yes, absolutely. Um, I'll tell you this. I, I never I never drank. I never smoked. And if I could be, uh, I guess this would be explicit since I am a pastor to to share this um, with with the listeners. Um, but But we need to know. Um, I thought I could get away being a womanizer with being a womanizer. Mm. Loved women. Okay. <laughs> I didn't only chase them, but I caught them. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And uh, they weren't only chasing me, but I got caught, <laughs> you know, and, um, and I was being frivolous and um, uh, promiscuous. And, and when God will give you grace, he'll give you grace to do what you do. And he'll still allow you the gift the gifting. He won't take the gifting away, but he'll take the results of what could be his power from the gift. And so I was gifted at what I was doing and I was still being able to do it. But at the same time, God was depleting me, taking everything from me. I lost houses. I lost cars, lost a family. I was depleted, wanted to die and God wouldn't let me. And he had to show me that he could take care of me, not only at ground zero, but even when the temperatures were below zero, you know, he took care of me. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been there. When did your, um, because I remember you said you was in an accident, a car accident. Well, was that a semi truck that hit you or was that a car? I think you're trying to be funny. (laughs) No, because I remember. Let me, let me share with you. I remember you were saying that. Let me share with you, man. When when people are, uh, when people are grounded for destiny, mm-hmm. when when people are called to greatness, um, God has His hands on you, pulling you up, and Satan has His hands on you, trying to pull you down. Um, when I was when I was in my mother's stomach womb, she often reminds me that. Each time we would go to church that and we'd hear the preacher man uh, preaching or the choir singing, she often reminds me that I would leap in her stomach. Mm. Okay. So so I I was chosen. This is not something I put in an application for. Uh that I was chosen and destined for this. At the age of seven, um we were we were in the country, I can't remember exactly where, and um my mother had five of us, five children, and there was this house. And I walked through the house and fell through the wood wow. of the house. And up under me, I can hear hissing. Mm. It was a den of snakes. I and think as I as that. I was yes, as I was falling in, my father reached down his hand, grabbed me, and pulled me up. Wow. Yeah. And so at the age of ten, um, I was um on my bike and I was hit by a truck truck drug me up under drug me by my head 150 feet my dad said when he saw me it looked like a hog had been slaughtered 
Wow. You know, wow. um, doctors said that I wasn't going to make it through the night. If I did, I would be brain dead, you know, and um, and God saw me through all of that. Yes. Wow. Yes. So I was, this is this. Uh, uh, I'm 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 not I'm not trying to be a preacher. The preacher is who I am and who God has ordained me to be. Now, yeah. Do you remember yeah. any of that? Do you remember being hit? By I, I remember. I remember, and and vaguely, you know what I'm saying. And I thank God is just vaguely. But I remember going. I was going to the bank, and um, I remember the truck hitting me. And I'm up under the truck, and I'm hollering, "Hey, stop! I'm stuck! I'm mm. stuck!" And then blanking out. I remember that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But thank God for a praying mother, man. I had a praying mother, and my father was a a, a pastor, man. Um, said my mother had um, um, she had what what do you call it? Um, spazzed out like three times, man. And uh, uh, while I'm in this coma, there was this gypsy lady. I'll tell you this story real, real quick, if you guys have time. Yes, sure. um, gypsy lady. Uh, she says to my mother, and it's in it's in the newspaper. If you would look it up, around 1980, says to my mother, she says, "Hey, you've raised your children to believe in Santa Claus. If you pay a man to play Santa Claus, and come into the room where Alfonso is, he'll wake up out of his coma." And that man asked my my brother Michael Jordan, not the Michael Jordan, quote unquote, <laughs> um, but Michael Jordan. He asked him. He said, what do you want for Christmas? He said, man, I just want my brother to wake up, you know? Mm. And so he came into the room and I snapped out of my coma. And what a miracle. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. wow. Absolutely. <laughs> what a Christmas story, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I need to write a book. <laughs> Very powerful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, and I am speaking of powerful, I've had some powerful things that have happened and transpired, man. Um, since since I've been ministering, I've seen many miracles. Um, I've seen many people come to Christ. One time, I was I was preaching. Uh, I believe I was in I was in Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee. I'll never forget it. And uh, guy called me to run a revival for him. I ran a revival, and while I was running revival, there was this guy sitting on the side, and he was crying. Okay, and I'm like, you know, I'm preaching, but in my head, I'm like. Well, okay, I must be doing something here. <laughs> like, you know, thank you, Jesus. You know, he's crying. And I can hear God say, stop, pray. I'm in the middle of preaching, and I stop. I call this young man over, and I began to speak into his life and pray. And I can hear God saying, give him $20. Mm. Wow, right? I, I, the whole service stopped, you know. <laughs> I take this 20 God wants me to give this to you. When I when I got finished, uh, the preacher that I was preaching for, Pastor Burden, uh, took me out to eat. He said, Jordan, you must be crazy. Called me by my last name, Jordan. You must be crazy. I said, man, why do you say that? He said, man, you gave a crackhead $20. He said, man, listen. He said, he said, what did you do that for? I said, no, listen, listen. I told him, I said, uh, I said, God told me to do that. 
Man. He said, man, ain't no way God can tell you to give a crackhead $20, now, right? Now, well, oh, let me let me finish oh, this real ahead, quick. I want to finish this. And so, you know, usually I, I was running back then 30 to 35 revivals a year plus pastoring, okay, which was a big thing, you know. And um, so five years had passed and he calls me. Of course, I'm running revival for him again. I'm out to eat. I see this fat guy walks up to me. He said, hey, I said, hey, <laughs> he says, you remember me? I wanted to say no, but being a pastor, you know, I, I said, well, you know, you look familiar. Right. <laughs> you know? uh-huh. And he says, I want to give you something. And he took and he gave me a gold coin and I'm in conversation. So I put that. I said, OK, God bless you. You know, putting putting the coin in my pocket. And he says, I want you to read it. And I look at him <laughs> and he looks at me and I, I open it up, I open my hand and I look at the gold coin and it says five years drug free. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Man. that was one of my great, great moments. How did yeah. that make you feel? Right. Um, I wanted to cry be- because it was God's confirmation, oh, man, that he is real. He told me this. He said, I wanted to buy crack that night, mm. and I went to buy it. And, man, it felt like electricity all over me. Wow. Yeah. And he said, because of that, I'm preaching now. Yeah. So, yeah, amazing, amazing. Man, yeah. Go get the tissue, man. These guys here, go tissue, tissue. You know, um, you know, world. I don't know if you know, but this is my uncle. Um, I have seen you go through your ups, absolutely, absolutely, and um, you have been amazing encouragement on my life. Oh man, I appreciate Um, that. Mm -hmm. One of the things I seen you do that. Man, I still can't believe and go crazy over of. I remember we was in the service mm-hmm. and you just got out of jail. Mm-hmm. And um, you was in jail for the wrongfully thing. Absolutely. And um, absolutely, it was, it was wrong. <laughs> 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 and I remember it was tough. And um, I remember I got the phone call and they right, say, hey, right, um, right. your uncle got out. He's on his way to the church. And I seen you get up there. Coming out of the jail cell. Yeah. Probably haven't even took a shower or anything. I did take a and shower. And <laughs> <laughs> you got up to the mic and you spoke and you was up there speaking like nothing happened to you. What pushes you? What gives you that drive when life's punch you in the mouth to keep moving forward? Um, I, I believe I can say it like this, man. It is in, in all cases of struggle, um, trouble, you know, circumstances of difficulties. I can say that the hardest thing a person can do is wait on God because you can't do things your way, even though you want to, you know. But when you see the glory of God, how he vindicates you when you could not vindicate yourself, when you're pushed up against a wall and you feel defeated even though you're innocent, and God 
allows you to become victorious, that's a praise that can't be explained. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That that that's a kind of worship you give God because of who He is. When when others have doubted you, and and maybe you have not been in in a place um, like this before, but when when others have doubted you, and your your name has been shamed, and and you're innocent, and you have to wait on God to answer. You're praying, you're seeking, you're searching, and when He does. That's that's that kind of rejoicing, man. You you can't explain it, but it is it is through that kind of worship, man, that his presence and his power is revealed. Wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yeah. Hey, um, <laughs> that, that's funny, man. You you say that because. You just, sometimes you just, I guess, you just gotta, you just gotta be reminded that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because we're all human, you just forget. You know, it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter how many times. Absolutely. He he shows you just sometimes he shows you, you just got to see it sometimes. And he and he will remind you that you are flesh. Right. Paul Paul says it this way. Paul says. And I'll paraphrase it for the listeners. Paul said, those things that that I would not do, I found myself doing. Every time that I try to do right, he said, man, evil was always present. In in other words, he was saying that I I was always tempted to do those things I shouldn't do. And I found myself doing them. And, 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 And Jesus even said, there is none good but the father himself. And and so. Let me say this to the listeners who who will say quickly that this preacher is phony. This preacher is phony. That's a false prophet. Let me say this. When you go to into the house of the Lord to hear the word, you take what is good and you cause it to be applicable in your life. And that which doesn't fit, don't force it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. You know, one yeah. thing I, I like about you, you're not afraid to tell people your story and to, no, no, and no, to no. admit that you're not perfect. My test is a testimony. <laughs> you're not. But Absolutely. I, I, I want to dig a little deeper into some things. Um, how do you feel about conspiracy and the government? And do you believe that we're the only life that's here on Earth? Wait a minute before you answer. That, <laughs> he said a whole lot. That was a snowball. Yeah, yeah, turned yeah, into yeah, an avalanche. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would love to explore yeah. all of that singularly. Okay. So take your time yeah. and address whatever, and we'll expand. On. Yeah, okay, let me let me let me say. He went three different ways in one sentence. Um, let let me say this, man. Um, the Bible, the Bible. You know, um, for those who read their, the Bible, we know that that these the times that we're in now, something dramatic has to happen in order to put things back on track. Um, what we asked me about the government and and where we are with that, um, you you know, the mistake with people is why do we go to church? You need to know that. The mistake is that many people don't know why we go to church, why we listen, 
uh, to the gospel, why we read the Bible, we, we don't understand. But the reason people are saved is to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Okay? This earth will soon perish. It's the word of God. Word of God. To be new heaven, new earth. It's the word of God. So where we are now should not surprise any believers in Christ. But what surprises me about believers in Christ is that once we're saved, nobody teaches us how to live in the realm of the kingdom of heaven. Does that make sense? No, yes. can, not to cut you off. Okay. Can you can you speak about the king? Because we're, we're talking about conspiracy. I, I want to answer. I want to answer all of your questions. Okay. Can you can you can you touch on? Because we had to talk about this. Mm-hmm. You were saying that there is a water kingdom. Absolutely. There's a sky kingdom. Absolutely. These are different things that. Boy, you have made me preach up in here. <laughs> well, his uses of words kind right. of made me mentally allude to that right. when he spoke Absolutely. on realm. Mm-hmm. Right, right, mm-hmm. right, 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 right. Which, 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 which shares. But I understand what you're saying. Yes, man, There, people don't understand the spirit realm and, and how, how the, we are a spirit in a body. We're not, we're not a body which contains a spirit. We're, we are a spirit. We're, we are spirit in a body. Does that make sense to it you? It makes sense. Mm-hmm. But, but all around us are spirits. All around, all around. Um, and, and then not, not only are there just spirits, but there, there, there's demons. And you, you would have to understand that. You would, you, I would be taking you into um, um, theology. I, I, lest I confuse someone, I don't want to do that. But I'll, I'll share this with you, that there are different kingdoms. There's... Um, there's the water kingdom, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, there's the kingdom of darkness, mm-hmm. okay? There's, there's, there's the kingdom of, of, of God, kingdom of heaven, okay? Which is, so there are several kingdoms that we are not aware of, but unless we dig into something different, I, I want to be a blessing to somebody. So I really, um, um, if, if you'll excuse me, I don't want to dig so deep that I have to um, use theology. Totally understand. In order to get the point across, it it may take too long. <laughs> but but I'll tell you this: that we are surrounded by spirits. Okay, um, you know, some people. Jesus never refuted the fact that ghosts exist. Said when he was on the water, the disciples looked out. And they thought he was a ghost. Mm-hmm. Okay, when 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 he had been resurrected, Thomas, the doubter, came to him, and he said, "Thomas, go ahead and press your fingers in my hands where the nail print was." He says, "I'm not a ghost, for the ghost has a ghost has no flesh or blood." So he never did refute that. So we are surrounded by spirits. Now, do you believe ghosts are real? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Have you seen one before? I, I'm saying that. No, mm-hmm. sir. But I can feel you can feel the presence of spirits. I'm, I'm glad that you say that yeah. because I do have a, a story to yeah. to speak to that. Mm-hmm. So I was probably 17, 16, 17. I was still living at my mom's house. We uh, <clears throat> we had a just a window unit to, you know, cool the house off. Mm-hmm. So I would 
it's summertime, so I would fall asleep in the living room right. and just wake up and walk to my room and finish off my sleeping. Right? Mm. So this is night. It's no different than none other. I'm asleep facing the inside of the couch, so facing the backside of the couch. I could hear the the air conditioner shut off for Absolutely. energy saving mode. Right? right, right. So I kind of woke up at that time. But at that very moment, I felt the hair on the back Absolutely. of my neck stand straight up. Mm. At that time, I had hair. <laughs> right, 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 right. I have a ball. I, I can relate. I can relate. <laughs> Praise the Lord. At that time, all the hair stood straight right. up on my right. body. Wow. So I about faced from the couch. And as I did, there was, you know, just like the Hollywood image, it was a absolutely misty ghost-like figure of a little girl carrying a ball. Wow. She was already past me, so I'd never seen her face or anything. No doubt. But wow. when I seen that, I was so scared. I was yes. like, nah. Yes. Right. Just like Three Stooges, <laughs> yes. and I right. ran into my room exactly. and tried to confuse myself into not believing what I just right. seen. Absolutely. But I felt it Absolutely. before I even seen it, so Absolutely. I couldn't lie wow. to myself. Absolutely. It, that, it that, is real. That's... For like you can feel, you can feel it. That absolutely, of- and they're they're all around. Listen, the Bible says in the in the scripture it says, uh, "When an unclean spirit has gone out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and findeth none." And he says, "I'll go back into my old house." There was remember the um uh the 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 man the, the demoniac. Mm-hmm. Of the Gerasenes, uh, when Jesus approached him, he said, uh, "What is your name?" And he said, "My name is Legion. Legion is not a name, mm-hmm. but it's a number." And when he was cast out, uh, he went into two thousand or more pigs in one man mm-hmm. who had a personality um, disorder. The problem with the world is we try to categorize spirits. We say a person has ADHD, uh, schizoparanoia, um, um, uh, narcissism, you know, but but there are attacks that causes you uh, to be bipolar or, but once a person has been um, delivered, if anybody knows about deliverance, uh, once, once, once God intervenes, and he touches that person and he casts those spirits or those demons out of that person. Their lives have been utterly changed. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what's so funny? What man? is that? And I used to I used to joke about it, but I ser- I did actually believe this. Yes. But when somebody has like Tourette's. Right. Absolutely. Now, why is it? That when usually when somebody has Tourette's, they don't say, "Oh, I'm having a great day." <laughs> <laughs> They're usually saying something that something is outrageous yeah, or abso- cussing, absolute, ab- and it's absolute like ballistic, yeah, why and profane, yeah. Why does it have to be negative? Like, you know what I'm saying? Why every time? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Instead of 
I'm having a great time, boy. You know what I'm, saying? I'm not right, trying to make right, fun. Right, right. I think I see that on Family Guy. Yeah, I, I, I hear where you're coming from, but to speak to that degree, there's the other side that doesn't do that. So mm-hmm. the people that you're around mm-hmm. just happen to be doing that. But that was that was that was good for yeah. a comedy breakthrough. Right. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. But listen, listen. In, in all seriousness, these sicknesses have to be handled. By doctors, there are some people who don't believe. There's there are some people who are holier than thou. They're so heaven bound until uh, they're no earthly good. You know what I'm saying? Um, but but these illnesses need a doctor un, until you can get deliverance totally. And nobody can totally deliver you except Jesus Christ Himself. I'm a I'm a firm believer. Not only am I a believer, I'm a testimony of that. I'm a testimony of that. And so, um, you know, hopefully that answers your question. It, it, it did. Well, to, to, to get the other part of that question, because mm-hmm. he, he put in some <laughs> extraterrestrial. He, he did do that. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. I totally believe that God is the God of the universe. You know, if we think we're here alone, we are sick. Uh, but again, it would take us into theology. Um, how, when, when, and and I may have some listeners who would argue this, but argument is good for understanding, you know. Um, so, but when Jesus, when God, when God created man, the Bible says that He created man in His own image, um, male and female created He them and told them to have dominion over the earth, uh, to multiply in the earth. This is what he said now. And it wasn't in, that's in the first chapter of Genesis, but in the second chapter, uh, there's nobody to till the ground. So he forms man, forms man and calls his name Adam, or we could say A-T-O-M. But that would take us into something else. Mm Mm-hmm. However, he forms man. But then he said, it's not good for man to be alone. So he takes, he puts man to sleep and takes his rib and he forms woman. But there's another scripture in Genesis where it says, because woman, listen to this. This is the key that many preachers, many scholars miss. It says that because woman has been taken out of man. Let me say that again, because woman has been taken out of man, must a man leave his mother and father and cling to his wife because woman has been taken out of man. If she was taken out of man, then it means that she was in man in the creation. Hmm. (laughs) That, That means that the male and the female were one. And why why God honors marriage is because he's trying to get the male and the female back being one yeah man and uh <laughs> the, the process yeah to yeah that is yeah uh, yeah it's a process <laughs> well well you know try 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 cutting a limb off and putting it back on now, let me ask you this <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you this you were saying that you you do believe that there's a life do you believe that they're here on earth because you know that the you're talking about aliens right now. Exactly. I, I believe anything um, as far as that concerned, man. Our minds are finite. We're only conditioned by our environment. That's yes. it. That's it. I fully One, I fully agree with that. 100%. Um, you spoke earlier about different kingdoms. We 
as humans have more understanding of what's in the sky than when we do in the water absolutely mm-hmm. on the planet that we occupy absolutely and just kind of by definition if you've seen anything on uh <laughs> discovery channel right. planet yeah right right if the stuff that they don't show in the water looks alien to you i don't right. know what looks a- alien absolutely hey do you guys remember um the the city that was up under the water. Atlantis. What is Atlantis. it called? Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so who are we? <laughs> you understand? Man. Yeah. Well, there's been many uh, kind of discoveries. Absolutely. Of you know, um, cities being overtaken by Absolutely. water, mm-hmm. um, things like that. But well, let's 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 look at. Um, all of the unknown creatures that are suddenly coming up because of the the tsunamis right things that they've never have seen before you know um in in which reminds me of how small and finite i am <laughs> you know you know it does it puts it in per- yeah. into perspective because you don't realize that because the the average person is consumed with their day to day tasks and their day to day responsibilities. Mm-hmm. It's very um, few times where we're able to step back from the life that we've created and look at things that have been here before and that are bigger and greater than Absolutely. us. Right. And nature is a great way of humbling yourself. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know how true this is, but I was reading upon something and it was talking. You about, read? I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was talking about they was trying to figure out the the mystery of the Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle. Bermuda Triangle. And um, they, mm-hmm. this guy, he was swimming by there and they said he was trying to do some research where he found this crystal. Have you heard anything about this? Mm-mm. He found this crystal. And they said that the crystal was the the energy and the power level of it was totally non of earth they don't understand they they thinking that it relates to Atlantis and everything but make a long story short there's thinking that this is the reason why when planes and things fly over it that's electronic this crystal is is taking the energy from the planes and the different things like that, this makes them shut it down. It could be very well possible. Um, so, you know, I just thought that was interesting. Right. You know, because, I mean, it's so much here on Earth that we don't haven't discovered, right. especially in Antarctica. You know, um, we haven't discovered a lot there. But they also say that these places where they're talking about it's too cold for us to go, these are the places where these different species and aliens are and I, I can believe that I, you know I, and there's there's some places there's some woods you can't even go into you know what I'm saying <laughs> I, mean, I mean there's some there's some there's some um again some some places that uh no man has has been um and I don't profess to know it all you know <laughs> I've been I've been biblically astute for a long time but I don't I don't claim to know it all I'm learning I'm learning. I'm I'm learning God on a different level. Let, and let me share this with you, though. Um, so many times we play too much of our time off when we should be learning in every every minute, every second that is given to us. And and so I feel like, you know, I'm not where I should be. 
Mm. You know, and so um, when when you ask me these questions, I can only refer you to um, the book that has kept me grounded. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yes. Well, um, do you have anything that you would like to share, tell the viewers, any advice, any thing to help somebody out there that's struggling yeah absolutely. that's going through absolutely you know it may and there may be even even some atheists li- listening but um you you have to believe in a higher power you know i only know of one power and so if you ask me i'm definitely <laughs> going to lead you uh to god um um but there there are so many people who are struggling and who don't know and who are looking uh, to find their identity, um, to find their way in life. Um, maybe you feel like giving up. Maybe you feel like throwing in a towel. Maybe you feel like committing suicide, but but there is a better days ahead. I, I need to share that with somebody. There are better days ahead, and you're, you, you go through something for something. You never go through anything and not get something great out of it. And so um, the book says, the Bible says, all things work together for the good of those who love God. So um, I, I would admonish you to love God and, and it will work for the good. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, the very powerful <laughs> pastor, A.J. Jordan. Thank you for having me. This is Intentional Danger.